What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So, you know, this is the uh, fourth anniversary of the Snowmageddon. Four years already? Yeah. Of the 15, 17 inches, something? I don't know what it was. I think it, I think it turned out to be 17 <clears throat> inches. Okay. That was fucking incredible. And yeah. it snowed off and on all day today, but we, it didn't stick. So I don't think we're going to get another Snowmageddon on the anniversary of Snowmageddon. Yeah, it won't be. Uh, but they did issue another weather warning is this being posted tonight by the way oh uh, yeah okay yeah, yeah so they issued another weather warning um from 5 a.m tomorrow which is thursday morning everybody until 5 a.m friday morning i'm not sure you know they're saying up to uh like just just east of here a number of inches of accumulation and possibly some some accumulation here uh tomorrow i think tomorrow during the day i think Aren't great saying that? yeah that's what i'm showing yeah Okay. And then tomorrow evening. I hope so, too, because Fantastic. there's one of my uh, customers up in uh, North Las Vegas Airport that he's expecting me to come up there this week. And if he just texted me just now, when you come up to pick this airplane up, and I'm going, he lives in Vegas, and they're having the same weather. You want me to right. drive a trailer and pick up your airplane on an open trailer and then drive it back tomorrow? Is that what you want me to right. do? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Because I'm not doing that. You, you, you charge instead. him a $5,000 snow charge. I'm gonna get he might change his tune. I'm going to drink instead. Yeah, that's a good idea. Coffee, that is. Coffee. No. Uh, okay. Uh, I so yeah. The wait. I was gonna say. So that's it. We're having weather. It's cold. It's got. It was like sixty mile an hour winds last night and just blowing like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There's definitely chunks of my roof in the front yard. Yeah. So there you go. And it's another big, another big one coming in over the weekend. Yes. So there you have it. This is great. We have now about one hundred and twenty-five percent snowpack in the Rockies right now, and this snow today is going to really bring it up there. It's going to be the busy snowing until tomorrow and over the weekend. So. We're going to definitely have this snowpack here in the Rockies, which we get the water in Lake Mead from. I would guess it would be a minimum 130% of the last 10-year average. Sweet. So that will be great. Yeah. Okay, what do you got, Joe? I uh, have to admit something, and I know I learned this at one point in time, but I know you're the man to ask, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm always in favor of admitting. No, it's not a composite question? No. So I'm the man to ask. You, you sure? are the man to ask. Are you sure? Explain dew point. Dew point is the temperature at which uh, water condenses. Okay. So so when it says a dew point is, and this is a calculation based off of humidity level and atmospheric pressure and it's, temperature? It's mainly mainly temperature. So that's so what happens is this, is um, when you, before you go flying, you see me tune in the radio to the local little aviation weather Correct. station. And yeah. it gives you all the winds or this. This is this, this dew point, uh, 52 degrees or whatever it says. It gives it in Celsius, actually, so never mind. But... Um, what that is is uh, clouds, uh, uh, as you go up higher and higher, it gets cooler. And um, uh, clouds are a result of the dew point temperature. So um, the, the lower the dew point temperature, the higher the clouds will be when they condense. So, and you have to have some humidity as well. If there's like zero really low humidity, you won't see any clouds. So as far as the weather goes, dew point is interesting to us because that's where the clouds will form. When the dew point and the temperature are really close together, like super close together, that's when fog happens at on the ground. Okay. okay. So if it's like f- foggy temperatures in London would be, what, like 50-ish degrees or somewhere around there? Is that, that's like a common temperature for fog. Is it somewhere around 50 in a way? 
quite common. Some of yeah, about that. It, I in, know it like, can happen higher and lower, but in the like late the my most ex- most of my experience with fog is Ohio in late August into like the middle of September. Right. We, we used to, it used to get so foggy right. that we would have fog delays for school because they have to wait until the fog wow. lifted because it was unsafe to drive buses. It's probably some around forty to fifty degrees ish. Yeah, yeah, fifty was because okay. it was high humidity. So what they do is they they do these different and I won't get into this. It's really in the weeds and different temperature. Uh, evaporation rates, and they de- they de- can determine how much moisture the air can hold, and that's the level of the humidity. And when the temperature, actual actual temperature, and the dew point temperature are close to each other, dew point means dew. You know, it, mm-hmm. it will condense. So, a way to say it is, you know, on the ground, if it's if you see moisture on the ground, uh, like dew in the morning, you know that it got cold enough to reach the dew point temperature, so that everything condensed on the on car on the. Same thing. That's all the, a cloud is too. It gets cooler the higher you go up, and there's moisture in the atmosphere. So at some point, it's cold enough up there to where it'll cool and condense and form a cloud. Cloud is just everybody ready for this? Everybody, everybody got their scholastic hats on? <laughs> a cloud is just it's just water vapor. That's right. all it is. A cloud is fog, sort of. Really high up. Really high up in a little air. Sometimes it's overcast, so that's cloudy and foggy everywhere up there and sometimes there's little clouds or pockets of area where it's isolated where the moisture is isolated where it gets taken up by thermals and that kind of thing so that's what that is so what happens when the dew point is below freezing like our dew point as of right now is 20 degrees fahrenheit okay so that that means um uh that just means where the dew point is right now there's snow up there you know and we see the clouds that's that's why we have snow this afternoon Okay. Because it's cold enough to freeze, it'll still condense, and if it's heavy enough, it'll fall out of the sky in a in the form of frozen precipitation. Got it. So, um, uh, dew point temperature is also like remember on the on the cold uh, water fountains on the curved metal part, you'll yeah. see moisture collecting on there sometimes. Yeah. That's because uh, there's humidity in the air, and it's not not because the the water is wet. In other news, thank thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Gentlemen. Water is wet. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> it's not because it's a water fountain. But that curved part of the thing is cold, and there's humidity in the air, and that cold thing is below the dew point temperature, so the humidity in the air collects on that, and it condenses. Like on the outside of a beer glass or beer can or something like that. That's what like that is, that's yeah. because okay. that's below the dew point right. temperature. Which I knew that, but I didn't know how dew point, like how, how it uh, related right. to that. And I can admit when I don't so- know something, contrary to what some folks have told me. You mean like the some city council members? Oh. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not, oh. not going to, but yeah. there, there are a couple council members who, contrary to data, information, knowledge, input from experts. They're just they're not going to do the right gonna, thing. So, which makes you wonder why. Mm-hmm. Is there some other force? Or they're just not going to do it just because. I would say the majority of the force is corruption and some of it is stupidity. Maybe a little corruption going on right now. Yeah. Maybe. You yeah. never know. We'll you, see. You, you can say that. Don't get to say that. Yeah. People can call me corrupt. I'll just laugh. Find it. I dare you. Yeah. Work on that. Yeah, work on that. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Need a phone number? Need a name? Let me know. The <laughs> worst I can find is that Paul doesn't buy American-grown coffee beans. Oh, listen. It's fantastic, too. Where in America can you buy coffee beans other than Hawaii? They're, right, exactly. Is that it? <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, and that's barely American. I, they might grow some in Puerto Rico. There's a there's a possibility, I but guess that like, counts as American, doesn't it? I, those people would set, definitely say yes. But I they're very think. proud to be Puerto Rican, Puerto 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 Pu
Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Oh, Should God. we get Puerto Rico uh, statehood? Uh, I don't think they want statehood. I think they voted it down multiple times. Oh, I didn't but know that. But it's a narrow margin. I feel but, uh, ignorant that I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they voted on it several times, and they, it, oh. ne- it never passes. I thought for some reason some people wanted it, and it was like, no, we're not letting them do it. I c- I'm way off on this. I don't know I? why you wouldn't wouldn't let them do it. Maybe. Because it would mess up the flag? (laughs) (laughs) Let's flash back to 1958 where people were like, I don't want to. damn it. We're not 48 stars. That's 48 stars is perfect. Seven times. Divisible by 12. (laughs) Where would you put the two stars? Submit your. your, Bend over and I'll show you. (laughs) Submit your designs, ladies and gentlemen, to Cartoon Casual. Make a comment. Please make a comment. Where would you put the two new. I mean, the one new star. The one new star, if we were to submit Puerto Rico, right in the center, a really big one, like a like a just big one, one big star. What are you looking up? I'm looking up Puerto Rico and statehood because I, okay. I feel like I think they voted on it at least once in my lifetime. I should know this. We should all know this. As uh, so, they have Puerto Rican coffee. That, that's the whole point of it, Joe. Right? They they grow coffee beans in Puerto Rico. Yes, <laughs> I, I I think they do, but I'm not oh my sure. God, we need someone else here to look these up because we can't. If Joe's looking things up like he always does on the show, I can't have someone else look something else up. And here's one reason: I'm holding the microphone kind of in my hand because I haven't fixed this stupid stand yet in months, and I'm drinking coffee in the other. Puerto Rico grows their own coffee, and it's Thank apparently God. some of the best in the world. So you need to stop buying un-American shit. Yeah, I'm buying all Central American. Well, not not all. I'm buying some Ethiopian coffee as well. I I like. Look, it. I buy my coffee, as you know, from uh uh, uh Bill Street. Wow, that's not true at all. <sighs> What's the roasters down Bisbee? Bisbee. Bisbee. There we what, go. What's it called though? Bisbee. Bisbee Roasters. That's what it's called. <laughs> What's the name of those roasters down in at Bisbee? Bisbee? It's Bisbee Roasters. <laughs> I know it's pretty hard to unpack that and decrypt that that fucking name. Oh, my God. Let's get NSA on that one. Okay, yeah, no. yeah, please. <laughs> Can we please? Cr- crack that code. Maybe that Chinese weather balloon was trying to figure out the name of the Bisbee Roasters down there, Joe. Maybe that's what it was all. You're just cracking that code. Cracking <laughs> codes left and right. The Chinese want to know where the best coffee is, and it's in Bisbee Roasters. And uh, that's where we buy the majority of our uh, coffee. Oh, I didn't tell you about my coffee beans from Busy Roaster. It got stuck in the grinder today, just now down there. It got stuck? Well, they were a little bit more moist or oily, which is nice. Oily beans are good, right? Yes, yeah. But they were so oily. I mean, they, they looked nice. And, I it's love me like little dough balls almost. Well, not yeah. They just kind of, and it was, it was, and they weren't going anywhere. And I'm going, oh, Joe's going to be mad at me because we're late for the recording. So I had to kind of. Get a pogo stick in there and um, a pogo stick. Yeah, even. that's what I did. Um, and I didn't even see it was a brand new thing. Didn't even see where they were from. But anyway, they have a lot of their fair trade uh, coffee. As far I un- we understand, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they they promote all fair trade everything they do down there. Yeah, it's fantastic. So it's good coffee. With my new machine, you've seen my new machine. It's working well, this, folks. This fantastic. machine he's got is like what did you say? It's nicer than your truck. It's, it's hard he not. It's a, it's a low bar. It's a damn. You really just shit on the F one fifty, don't you? <laughs> He hates, um, he hates the console. I hate this fucking engine. I hate these fucking turbochargers. Fucking turbos get clogged. I hate this fucking... I swear it's your fault for buying a black truck in the desert. It is. It's not right with the universe. It's the, not you, right just, in the head. It just, the universe just fucks with you. So anyway, so now we know. So I should buy coffee. We should look into Puerto Rican coffee and Hawaiian coffee. How It's expensive, I assume, a Hawaiian coffee. Kona's pretty expensive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the, that's the predominant... 
uh, region that it's grown in. I know they grow coffee on all the other islands, but on the big islands, the that Kona growing region is supposed to be some of the best in the world. So if you were to buy um, Hawaiian coffee now, living here in Kingman, would you just buy it online from probably direct? You can buy direct from the probably from. Well, a I'm not going to take a sailboat and sail back with 15 pounds of coffee. That'd be like, great. If if I could, if you could do that, that'd be great. Yeah. Although that was one of my dreams is to do a solo uh, sailing trip from Long Beach Harbor to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. With good weather, it takes about 16 days. 16 days solo. And that's not fresh enough for the coffee. It should be roasted. This fucking guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll make sure I get a super yacht and get there in a fucking day and a half. How's that? They should have, they should have hydrofoil uh, uh, autonomous coffee, deliv- coffee bean delivering uh, trips from Hawaii. You know, hydrofoil, they just haul ass like a... Yeah. Just like solar-powered hydrofoils that just have full of coffee beans, and then they just automatically dock with autonomous vehicles like uh, like trucks that load them up, and they have the... And they come right here to Kingman uh, with a... Uh, with Directly that, with, to your hangar? Is right, that, right. Is that what would, you want? They, they yeah. would land with a, yeah, one of the, uh, one of the, a drone. Your entitled whiteness is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they have this delivery service? <laughs> I want my coffee from the Big Island. Where's my bullshit? <laughs> So it comes from the Big Island? That's what you, what you were talking about before the Yeah, that's show. the Kona growing region. Is like okay. when you see Kona coffee, it's, that's where it's coming from. Have you seen the field? Have you been to the Big Island or not? Nope. I've okay. only been to Oahu. So you've not seen the the coffee beans out there? I have not. I went to a coffee plantation on Oahu and had some of the best fucking coffee I've ever had in my entire oh, life. Oh, that's so they grow it there too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they grow it on all the islands, but they, I think the, 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 the one that's like world-famous region that started it is the high altitude uh, on yeah. the Big Island. Do they cater to the white man or woman? What? And you know what I'm saying? The whole world caters to the white man, okay? We already know this is already... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the hell you're going with this, <laughs> Paul. And if you're going somewhere, get I'm, fucking there be, quick. Because this would be a typical thing that a white person would want to do that loves coffee. Hey, let's go to Hawaii. Let's, they'll let us pick some beans if we could sign up for a thing. And oh, we could, and we can convince go a bunch and, of white folks to pay money to pick stuff yes, for them? Yes, that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> can, 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 I, I've can always that? found that to be one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. I, I did not see that as an option at the okay. plantation I went to. All right. I will say this though the uh, Fulton Farms, which owns the, I, they own all of the strawberry growing fields in uh, in Miami County, Ohio, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Hence the strawberry festival in Troy and all those other horseshit. So uh, they have a thing where they'll just give you a basket and you go out there and pay them like ten bucks and then go out there and pick your own strawberries and then they charge you for how much, however much strawberries you got. <laughs> and they promote it as a family activity. I'm like, that's not a family activity. That's like labor. That's you paid them, yeah. You paid very them low wages, <laughs> and then charged them for the fruit after they picked it. That's kind of hilarious. It's, it's like, so it's, fucking funny. It's I'm a like, great business model. It's a great business model. It's kind of like a not teppanyaki. Uh, the uh, is a Korean barbecue that you cook your own food, right? But you don't even have to, you just have you have like two guys in the back just just prepping stuff, and then it just goes out raw. I have to cook the food. Yeah, it's it. I'm like, why are you? It's it to me. It's kind of like at Safeway. I I got I, I haven't said this line in a long time, but I always it always gets a chuckle out of the the checkers, the ones that are at the check actual check stands. Mm-hmm. When they start getting full, and I'm standing there in line, I've only got like ten things because I'm a fucking bachelor, and uh, the lady who's like manning the the self checkout station, she's like, "We've got to open self checkout over here," and I'm like, "No thanks, I don't work here." <laughs> I've said this multiple times because I read it on the internet sure. years ago. It was during COVID, is I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, "No thanks, I don't work here." It always gets a, a chuckle out of the checkers, but always a dirty ass look from whoever's manning the self checkout because it's just their job. Right. But I'm comfortable saying it to this one woman because I've said it to her every time mm-hmm. that she's asked me. 
and I know her well because I'm in Safeway. And she now knows that you're going to say that. She knows it. She's like, I can help you out over here, but she's got a manager watching her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has to say that. She has to say it. Yeah. She has to say it a certain amount of times an hour. Or she sees the lines back up a certain amount. I know this. Right. But when I say, no thanks, I don't work here. The fucking <laughs> checkers. Because they know, and I know. There's one checker that I've known literally like 25 years because I've gone to that same Safeway and she's getting ready to retire. Right. Which, retire from Safeway and she's not that old. Vanny's, she might be five years older than me. She's not 50. I should have done that. That should have been my life because I could be retired right now. They make really fucking good money and she'll retire with 100% pay and benefits and all that shit. Yeah. The grocery union is pretty fucking strong and not at all corrupt. Like really, like I've heard, uh, like Mike, uh, mailman Mike was mm-hmm. part of the grocers union for years. We oh, worked for Albertsons, that. yeah. Okay, and he said that union is is rock solid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, I, she's the one who gets the biggest kick out of it. And she goes, "You know, you're not the only one that says that shit. It, we hear it two or three times a day, and our manager fucking hates it." And I'm like, "Well, then I'm going to say it louder and more <laughs> often because they need to send the message <laughs> up the fucking." She's like, like <laughs> in South Park with the excuse board. me. I don't work at Safeway. Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. <laughs> and, and I'll do it. I don't care. What like, did you say? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should dress up like all the South Park characters in Halloween one year. That would be great. Who would be the biker? Uh, <laughs> oh, with the mustache? The t- <laughs> what is his Jesh. name? Jess could do that right now. Uh, could dress up the, yeah. what, what is, is it? it, Mr. Slave? Is Mr. that that's it, Mr. Mr. Slave. Slave? That's it. Fuck. <laughs> I remember when that character came out. I was like, people Ooh. in this town have to fight to be Mr. I'm going to be Mr. Slave. I'm going to be Bullshit. Mr. Slave. Like, Mr. Slave. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I want to get somebody to dress up as Lemmy Winks though. Too, we got to get somebody. Got to get a fucking gerbil costume. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Here's one thing that I'm disappointed with with the with the world oh, in general. Can't fucking wait to hear this. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> no, is they say, oh, by the year 2000, this or by the year 2020, whatever the fuck, it, it never happens. It we well, you know it never happens. But this is one thing that was kind of coming, but it never did happen yet. And I think there are places that it does happen. Maybe speaking of grocery <laughs> checking out, I want this to happen. I'm going to load up your cart, and you just pass through an area and just scan, on, boom, and just, you can just drive your cart they, or out to your vehicle. They have uh, That's R- it. RFID, ch- or, um, excuse me, RFID checkout is what it's called, and they have it. At, there's Amazon stores that have it. Like, you know, there's like brick-and-mortar Amazon stores Would that have like it. Would you like that? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Because, but I don't want to put checkers out of a job because I like checkers. There'll be other people. There, there's other way. You, there's always mopping up the floors to do at the grocery store, Joe. Really? Have you ever seen a Roomba? That's true. There we go. I can't wait until or fa- the automated fast food places are 100 percent automated. I would go there for that experience. <laughs> Just go there. I mean, you're it's not going you're, you're to put fast food people out of work. No, no, no. I, I understand. That. No, and and I know that. And I'm not one of those. You're going to put people out of work. People are going to get put out of work by sure. technology. It happens. We bounce right. back. We're humans. That when all humans learn how to use. Fucking one stone that's a little bit harder than another stone, and then you you kind of nap it along the edge, and it turns into a knife blade. It used to be one guy in the village in, or in the cave that could do that, and then everybody could do it. And to put that guy out of a job, guess what? That guy figured it out because right. his ancestors are still alive today. Right. So it'll have it's it like farriers didn't go out of existence and out of you know out of existence because cars were invented. 
Barriers are still around because people still ho- own horses. Speaking of that kind of thing, you start talking about the first person you know to learn how to whittle the thing out of a, or a flint rock yeah. or whatever like that. I, I did think of a good idea for this would be one of our when we get our YouTube channel going. Um, I thought of because I was looking at NPR or some other show and they were interviewing a, an artist, a famous piano player, some shit, whatever it was. And of course, the typical answers that, or questions that happen are, and it's worth asking, but they this is probably too common. You know, who are your influences? You, you know, who influenced you as you were growing up? As you know, right? We've all heard these. You almost have to ask this question though. Sometimes, if you're going to do an interview about that artist, that comes up, right? It's a normal thing. So I thought, here's what we need to happen. We need to have have happen like an interview that would have, would have happened tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years ago, with like the first person that took like a stick or a rock and started hitting a, an empty log or an open log, you know, and made like a drum. And he kind of made a beat and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of cool. And the villagers liked it. Like if somebody interviewed Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, like who his inspiration right. was. It was like, it'd be the same kind Uga of thing. Dugga in 20,000 right. BC. It would, it would be is that guy would be so good. And then there'd be a guy there that goes, that guy's really good. And he's a guy, a friend of mine. I know him. I, I just want to talk to him. So then the first podcast, which is not really a podcast. Oh God. And they interview that guy. Hey, man, you do this. Who are your influencers? Or who influenced you? And he's the first guy. He's so, the first guy. He's like, so he's like, um, Log and stick. Right. Very short interview is what my point is. Very short interview. That's like, all nobody. And there's nowhere to go with that. I am the influence. I, 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 who, who influenced you? I just like the idea of a caveman <laughs> u- talking to another caveman using the word influence. <laughs> That's the, Let's just go, with, go down the road of how ridiculous it sounds. Normally would be probably what would happen quite often is a guy would be beating on a log to make a noise. And some people liked it. Some people were pissed off. You right. probably his parents were pissed right. off. They right. didn't like that music. Yeah, right. And then, and then some, one of his buddies came up, and they were like poking at him or something. And then he would take the log and just whack him on the head, probably pretty hard. And that was the first band breakup. <laughs> like it wasn't just like a rap. He probably just because they it was funny probably back then to hit people in the head hard and watch them fall over, and they would laugh, and then later on they would wake up and it was funny because that would be funny back then. It's not a lot of comedy back then. <laughs> The, the poor ladies stuck in the cave, they just didn't have any fucking murder podcast to listen to, so they had to <laughs> beat people over the head with sticks. <laughs> and that's how the first murder podcast These are, You told about. me this was one of the most popular things, it's, podcasting. It's not, it's not even by it's the a fucking, most it's popular. It's the most popular genre of podcast. Like there's it, and then way down here. 50 feet of us, and then fucking, <laughs> and then and then and your aviation podcast, it's how much shit. <laughs> I, I, it. It's incredible. So women are, I mean, they're they're scheming. That's what they're doing. I don't think they're scheming. I like <laughs> the unfortunate thing is, like, I've talked to a few like female friends of mine that listen to these podcasts. I'm like, has it made you more paranoid? And they're like, oh yeah, it's made us way more aware of the potential of us to get raped and murdered at every fucking turn. And I'm like, oh. do you think that's a good thing? And she goes, for most people, it's not a good thing. Okay, so they're listening and like, okay. how how they're getting hurt, but they're also learning how people are kind of getting away with murder for years. Let's say, yeah. So they're learning that part yeah, too. Yeah, that's also dangerous, right? I mean, okay, whatever. This you, is you, you really want Amazonian wonder. women. This is how you get to Amazonian women. I mean, I would. You have to think about that a little bit too. If you're married or in a relationship, and it it must cross. Okay, I've never I've never been married. I've never been. I've lived with a woman once for a couple years, and um, but I'm sure people in longer relationships, especially if they're watching these shows. They have to, when they lay down in bed at night, they have to wonder in the back of their mind at some time, I wonder if this is the night she's going to 
take a fucking well, and, hatchet to my head. And and if you're thinking that, then maybe straighten the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. I mean, really. What if someone just snaps? People snap. Well, Louis C.K. had this great bit years ago where he talked about how he's like, can you imagine, all you guys out there, imagine what it's like to be a woman, to go out on a I, date. I, you can't. The balls and the courage it takes to go on a date with a man mm-hmm. who may be twice your size or one and a half times your size, physically just built for combat. Mm-hmm. And for a woman to agree to go on a date with a man they've never met before is in fucking insane. It it's, really is. It's insane. If you, if you really, if you really, really try to really think about, think about it. Which is makes me almost feel bad as a man who's now raised a little girl and is like, oh, shit. Because I never thought of it like that because I don't have those kinds of thoughts. Like, I'm just not that person. But goddamn, like, women really live in fear. I think I, I told had, you years ago that story from when I was leaving Sporties. A woman left Sporties, and, you know, it's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and I'm walking back to my truck, and this woman left Sporties, like, maybe 30 seconds ahead of me. I didn't know who she was or anything right. like that. By herself. By herself. It's kind of dark it's back there. It's dark. Walking out, empty patio. There are... There are if you really think about that, there are plenty of areas to lurk. Absolutely. It's a lurking. <laughs> but you and I don't think about that right. like no, because we're not if, fucked up. Think about this. That whole area should be scanned and turned into a video game back there. For, oh, God. For, there's enough of that shit back there. For a simulation to, like, yeah, for, like <laughs> attack prevention. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So I, she was maybe 150, 100 feet or so in front of me walking mm-hmm. across that parking lot. And we're walking the same place as it turned out, and mm-hmm. I saw her kind of quicken her step, and I'm I, I. And you didn't know you're going the same place until you. Well, and then I just kept going and going. Yeah, because yeah. right, and about the time I got to the intersection there, Fourth Street, like around the bank, I could see she kept looking back at me, and I just stood there in the light, and I was like, I'm sorry, you know, because I. Oh, the other thing is, I heard her like jingle her keys, uh-huh. and then when I told a couple female friends of mine this, mm-hmm. like she pulled her keys out of her purse and put them in between her fingers like a weapon. I'm mm-hmm. like, get the fuck out of here, mm-hmm. which I'd never even heard of before. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her keep turning around looking right there by the ATM is all well lit up. You know, they're the front of the yeah, bank. That's well lit up. Yeah. And I stood there and I said, hey, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just walking back to my truck. It's a white Ranger that's back there. I'm going to stay here. Just hang I'm, I'm going to hang out here. You go ahead and keep walking. And she's like, okay. And then she just kind of trotted off like she like started jogging. I don't blame. And her. I stood there for a couple minutes, and then I saw a car pull out, and then she a- and I she actually like looked, and I waved at her, and she waved. <clears throat> I, funny thing is, like not even it, it was like maybe five months, six months later. I didn't really recognize her because it was dark and whatever. I could tell that she was brunette, medium height, medium build, f- and female. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. She came into Blackbridge when I was bartending. I didn't recognize her, and she recognized me. She goes, "You work here?" And I said. As I'm standing behind the bar, which is one of those <laughs> hilarious questions. You said, like, no. I do. You, you, no, you should have said, said no. N- no, why would you say that? You're. <laughs> do you work here? Because you're on that side of the bar. Like, just no, you should have just gone. Games. If you just said no and just had this weird puzzle look on your face and just see what she would say next. God damn or, it. Or, 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 yeah. you, you, know, or you should have just gone, no. And then you could have gone, gone like this because she could go, uh, go, oh, shit. And well, you the, should have just walked back the around. The way she said it was funny. She goes, you work here? Oh, I like you. I knew who she was, and I right. did not fucking recognize her. Right, and I said, "Yeah, for a long time now." I'm sorry. Have we met? Like you kind of look familiar, but I also meet I meet twenty or thirty new people every week bartending. Mm-hmm. And she goes, 
do you remember several months ago, like, uh, I was walking across the parking lot of Sporties, and I'm like, oh, that's you? And she's like, the only time I've ever felt not, like, uncomfortable or felt comfortable walking out of there alone was after you said shouted at me, I'm sorry, I'm just walking to my truck, I'm not following you, and I'll, I'm going to stay here in the light. I couldn't believe that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicole... Like that works at Blackbridge. She was sitting there because she was getting ready to come on shift, and she just goes, "That's Joe. He's like that." Also, if you're leaving here tonight, he'll walk you back to your car. Like he's just that fucking guy. Right. Like you should meet his mom. You'll understand why he's that guy. And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, Nicole." I just thought of a, of a business uh, opportunity for this kind of thing. I mean, safe rides for women. Uh, there's a thought. No. I think I think they call that Uber. Yeah, it's actually not that safe. Um, they have a lot of. Problems. I bet this is someone's thought about this already. Living in the year of the drones, you you could have little drones that are stationed in a little town, and you could call up a security drone as you're leaving, and it could follow you. It could be above you, like ten or so yeah. feet. Light up the area around there and get full, you know, HD fucking video, and also set you have know, something happen. You know, they could you could get. It, it could almost walk you to your car. Like you have your own 911 caller like on standby. Right. Like just kind of like, all right. And it, and it could be like a... It could, it, could, it could be obvious that, you know, the per- but again, anybody would be approaching would be on camera at least, and it could be said something. Yeah, it could be a 911 standby right. situation or something like that. Anyway. So that's an interesting idea. How many people thought of this? Yeah. Probably something like that because it would be... But if you're a woman, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. But now it's like, oh, man, it's true. You do have an advantage if you're a male. And I had this similar, I think we spoke about this on this podcast maybe, where I would hike uh, Kennesaw Mountain all the time in Kennesaw, Georgia. And um, this is where um, the South was trying to uh, repel Sherman from coming in and because mm. uh, you know, the South will rise again kind of thing. This is where we didn't Allegedly. Want. So what happened was uh, – uh, the South was trying to hold Kennesaw Mountain because it was like a, p- a point. It was kind of the gateway, if you will, into Atlanta, on the north side of town. And um, and so I guess the North engaged, and I think it was Sherman. I think he was in charge of the troops at that point, I believe, because then they, were, then they marched into Atlanta and burned Atlanta. That's a big famous right. fucking thing. So uh, they held... You know, they had a, a line there, and they, they, they I'm just deviating slightly. The South held the North for a little bit, and then it was just a small mountain. You would laugh if we heard you when we go there, and I said, oop, "There's Kennesaw oop. Mountain." You'll go, really? I'm no longer. I, 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 um, I don't make fun of the folks back east for calling them mountains okay. because what they're used to, they right. are mountains. So it's Kennesaw Mountain, but also I'm mountain. like, yeah, it's okay. I got this. It's probably a 10, 12 minute drive level to go there. You'd park and you'd hike it all the time. And I would. There was one year we talked about this. It was one year that I went. I didn't travel at all that year anywhere. I went, I hiked every single day for an entire year except Christmas. So 364 days straight I hiked that mountain. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, again, it's not as rough as, you know, the Hualapai's at all. But, so sometimes it would be early, like it was a weekend, I'm going to go, if I woke up early and I wasn't hungover, I'd go, fuck, it's 6 a.m. in the summer, I'm going right now, it's cool, no one's going to be there. Boom, get that done. Might be in the evening. They kind of close it down at night, except you can go around the mountain, but you can't go in the park because it's closed down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can go there in the evening, which I did numerous times, and it was great because it wasn't very many people, but it was kind of a woodsy area because it's back east, you know, there's trees and that kind of stuff, so you're walking up and down the route, and I could that's so awesome. Bubble. I'm so glad I'd be able to do this, and then I just had this moment of clarity. It was like, and I had done this already probably literally hundreds of times in my life. I went, 
there's no way I'll be doing this if I were a woman. I mean, I almost, I think I stopped and thought about it. Yeah. Because it just hit me so weirdly. And that's how, that's how our minds are, how vapid and vacuous and vacant and non-thinking sometimes. But it took whatever thought it was transpiring. I just, I think I stopped and went, I would, I could never have been able to do this as a woman as I'm hiking around right. here, in here. I'd be terrified. And I've seen other dudes there too about like me, similar age, that kind of stuff, doing it. But there was one guy that looked pretty sketchy. He just looked, didn't look like a guy that was going there to hike. You know, it's like maybe he was going there to just think about life in general or something like that. But I thought, God, if I were a woman, that guy. And we, we have, you have, uh, what, what's that, uh, prototypical or you have uh, stereotypical, what the fuck, judgments that, judgment calls yeah, you make. What's, yeah. what's it called? We call these different things. Know, like bias. Stereotypical, or, 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 yeah, bias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, Pre, a pre-judgment. That, that's a survival thing. That's in you. For you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's not just there because we're assholes. But if I were a woman and I saw that guy, I would have gone, no. Because I was like, I wonder what that guy is. He may be just a weird fucking guy. Yeah. What the hell is this going to go? It didn't happen at all. But you got to walk with confidence. And sometimes, depending on who it is, if they're looking at you, you can kind of glance back. Hey, how's it going? Nice evening, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. And sometimes you see these same people there at the same time of right. day. <clears throat> but... Just like you were pointing out, too. I wouldn't want to leave a bar by myself. If I were a female, dark on the weekend, no. drunk fuckers, there's just no way. You, we have to look at other people's point of view sometimes. You have to. Yeah. It's insane. I, I would never have done this as a woman. I don't think I could have been able to do because my schedule was so fucked up that I would not have been able to go there, for example, every day of the year. Right. Because I would have been busy during the day. And, and in the evening, the sun goes down, down things not like that. Go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I was a guy. That's a male advantage. It is, absolutely. And that's and that's a male advantage from other shitty males, which yeah. sucks. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it... Uh, there's a recent acquaintance of mine. Uh, we were, I think, playing trivia or something, hanging out at Blackbridge a couple weeks ago, and she said something incredibly profound. So profound that I paused the conversation and I said, that's so profound, I want to text that to my daughter right now. And she's like, because we were talking about kind of like what you and I are talking about, about how women just, like, they, on the whole, for the most part, they unless they're combat trained, and even so, and you, I never you thought- can be combat trained and still have somebody uh, that's twice as strong as you that's not combat trained, just overpower but you. But yet I had that thought year before I moved here, so at least 15 years ago, let's say, 14 minimum years ago, probably before that and i never thought about what you said what louis ck said about a woman to go out with a guy she really doesn't know like he picks up at her place or they you yeah get like her you car yeah i never had that thought like that's insane because i know i'm a nice guy you know i'm not gonna but she doesn't person. know that no. she doesn't know that at all but i yeah. never had that thought yeah so what <laughs> oh this woman God. said was so great she said uh, and part of it was religion we were talking about a little bit, which I don't normally condone at the bar, but it was just our table, and I knew all the people sitting at the table was going to be cool. It's not going to erupt in some sort of fist fight. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. Bottom line is I am not afraid of God, but I am afraid of men. Wow. Like me and Jason, and I can't remember who else was. I think Landry might have, I was like, Jesus can we just stop for a second and talk about how profound that fucking statement is? And Jason was like, I'm still trying to absorb it myself, man. Like, well, he's just kind of, like, taken aback by it. We also know there are some guys that would hear a woman say that and just totally go, oh, go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. Right, they would, and they, they would totally... They, they, they exist. Totally dismiss their experience, yeah. which is... I'm like, really? Have you not ever read a book or watched the news or watched movies or just in general observed humanity? Like, that's 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 a real thing. Right. Like... 
uh, and and I'm sure this will. I don't know her story. I don't know the reason why she said it or where she heard it from. I was just so dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of God, but I am terrified of men. Terror. I think she said terrified of men. That is quite a quite a thing to say. And that's when I told him, like, if you ever watched Louis C.K. stand up, she's like, oh yeah, he's funny as hell. I'm like, do you remember a bit he did years ago talking about how for a woman to even agree to go on a date with a guy is completely bananas? And she's like, I I know the bit you're talking about, and he's fucking right. Yeah. And he she's like, that's why I gave him a pass when all that Me Too shit went on with him because one. All those women, they, every single one that he did his weird shit in front of, mm-hmm. he asked them permission, and there were other witnesses that said, yeah, you asked me, and I said no, and he didn't do anything. Like, he right. asked for consent, and then you guys Which is still him. a little odd thing, but I don't really care, it's, but it's a, still an odd thing. Like he thing. said at his comeback special, where he's just yeah. like, the last like third of it, he goes, you guys want to talk about the thing? All right, we'll talk about the thing. And then he says, all of you people are so fortunate, because I don't know what your thing is, but you guys all know what my thing is. It's true. And I'm like, like he's like, that's devastating, and I'll never be able to get that back. I'm not going to tell you what I do in here tonight. I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah she, uh, so we talked about that, and I said, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it terrifies me having a daughter out there in the world. Yeah. Now, I, I'm glad she's with a good dude and this and the other. That It's not about the dating around. It's just the fact that she exists and has to be alone from certain times of the day or night. But the, That scares me. And we also know that the, it really is true, though, that the, I don't know what percentage of it, but the vast, vast majority of people are okay. You know, there are the few nutballs that screw up the whole fucking world for us in every aspect. You know, that's why we have laws and rules because it's the fucking assholes. Yeah, it's the outliers. Yeah. What it, no matter what it is, aviation... Alcohol consumption, I don't know, uh, traffic rules, all this kind of shit. There's also some cultural things that are left over from older generations that are slowly getting weeded out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know like, I'm getting to the age where I've been on this earth. I've been on this earth four decades, three and a half decades that I remember. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You've got a, a, almost a couple decades on me, so you've mm-hmm. got even more you know generational experience mm-hmm. than I do. But the older I get, the more I realize that... A lot of the things that women have talked about in the past handful of years of, with the Me Too movement and things like that and is, man, there's some real merit to that shit. It's so bad. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was until I really started paying attention just to interactions. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I'm not some simp fucking weakling type guy. And it I'm can a, go too far. It, like everything. Everything can go, can too, go far. too far. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's some things about humanity and the male half of humanity that have went on for a long time that are now ending mm-hmm. or on the verge of ending that have got a lot of people pissed off because they're like, well, that's just my generation. Yeah. And the generation, yeah. a couple generations before that, it was okay to own people. Yep. Really? Uh, like that's, it, yeah. like there's always shit that gets left behind and should be because mm-hmm. we grow as a species and we should be leaving that shit behind. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the growing pains of, of, uh, the, intergenerational bickering is apparently as old as time itself because if you go way back people that were teenagers in say the I want to say it was the 1880s that I read some shit from like some letters of school teachers or school uh, like uh, school age kids wrote like teenagers mm-hmm. we're talking about how out of touch their teacher is and this and that and the other and then those those people grew up to be around the age to where they would be going into World War One. Mm-hmm. And then they were the ones talking about, oh, you young whippersnappers, when my day, when World War One happened, da da da, talk of the World War Two teenagers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just the same shit. But, like, they, that's, everything comes around again. But, some, but as we 
everything comes around again, bad sh- usually bad shit gets left behind. It does. On occasion, good shit gets left behind. Like there's that whole middle generation of, uh, and, and I don't, I don't include you in this. It's just the generational thing. Sure. The boomers that would say, "Oh, I'm barely a boomer." Right. C- correct. I mean, you are barely by, a boomer by the years, also. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know you don't really identify with that, that generation. No, because the average like, I, boomer I, that I know is my age or a little bit older that I have known, especially in this town, a little bit. They, I'm not bashing Kingman, but it's like I am. Not, I'm so far away from what you're, you're just thinking. not that. No, you're not that person. Just yeah. like I'm on the cusp of Gen X, but I don't identify with Gen X. Like right. I, I just don't. I don't. Right. Like I yes, I was a latchkey kid, and I love grunge music and that 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 like. But I'm 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 not the disaffected type i don't have that personality type but i also didn't grow up like that right i didn't grow up in the 70s i grew up in the 80s but i really did my most of my 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 formative years was about 1990 to 2000 which makes which 100 makes me a millennial but i'm also in that in-between shit but anyway regardless there's that 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 boomer generation that called people fags or queer or gay or mm-hmm. whatever to look after your appearance to make sure that your shirt looks nice Right. To make sure that your your you know your skin looks good, that you moisturize, do mm-hmm. these things. My grandfather's generation did this. Right. That was the, that was the generation where you got dressed up to get on a plane. Right. That right. was the you if you went out of the house, you didn't go out of the house wearing anything less than a suit jacket, a tie. Right. That was the norm. A yeah. dress shirt, trousers, freshly shined, either loafers or lace ups or something like that. You were and you a, were seen in public and a fucking fedora. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then your Sunday best was another notch above that. Yeah. And then at some point, one as we, you know, that same generation spun off the racism of the, you know, the 1950s where you're barely let, starting to let, you know, the integration of the, the military is the one, the, like the, the point where I look at where they're like, all right, we got to integrate these guys. Like we got to make sure. this happen. And then it, then, you know, you spiraled off that racism, but also sometimes the good shit goes away too. Like personal grooming which has come back mm-hmm. but like when i had my beard mm-hmm. and like and kept it nice and trimmed and neat and used beard oil and this and that and the other i got called metrosexual and all sorts of dumb shit mm-hmm. by lunkheads mm-hmm. that are older than me or they were raised by people that acted like that in that generation i just never understood it so i feel like as time goes on we shed these dumb th- concepts like women in the workplace women becoming lawyers but the, so on and so forth but also like What's interesting is over the years where there are some famous like Madame Curie, you know, female scientists, they, they did exist, you know, years ago. Oh, yeah. It seemed to me, though, that, that more so in science, they, they would be more accepted because I think a lot of people that are, were into science, like it was mostly men, of course, they, they cared about the science mainly. It, you know, that was what, what drove them, right. not who was doing it so much. Yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, but it's still, if you look at the, all the old photographs, so it's mostly white men. No question about it. There know. is that one famous photograph you've seen of all the, uh, it's probably 20-ish scientists. Mm-hmm. And I think in this one, it's a black and white picture, but it's it's like, and this is completely bonkers to me because of all these guys were, and, and, and Marie Curie is in mm-hmm. the picture. Mm-hmm. But it's her, Albert Einstein, Heisenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobel's Alfred Nobel's son, and it's like eighteen of the twenty people in this picture won Nobel Prize mm-hmm. for some sort of science, mm-hmm. and there's only one woman in there. Mm-hmm. But there's also no black people in there either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it all comes down to opportunity. And it was at that time. And, oh, and how history is written as well. There are, there, are, there are tons of contributions that women have made. And, and they and downplayed it. Yes, they did. They didn't like they, show like it. Like in Hidden know. Figures. Like, right. Yeah. I never knew about that until that fucking movie no, came out. No. I'm and sure I've, that Al Bowers knew about it. Oh, well, yeah. No I'm sure in my mind. probably used to hang out with her. He used to have coffee and shit. Probably. Um, so there's... There's all that, and it, but he kind of when you said that as generations go on, that people die and they die off, and that's that's how the majority of the cleansing is going on. I think just through natural the way it's happening. But I always kind of wonder, like a couple generations from now, what things are going to be hanging on that even people younger than us are going, God, I wish these people would just fucking die. Now it's people that are more aware and more hip with things the way they should be, like you yourself, your generation or whatever, younger than me. So, and. Mine doesn't count because there's too many people that are fucked up with that. But, you know, what – I'm not asking the real question to, to have a discussion about because we have to go pretty soon. But, but like, what things would your generation be hanging on to that people that are younger than you are going, oh, my God, I wish these guys that are Joe Feller's generation would just right. fucking die the yeah. fuck off because they think this. I have a feeling it's going to be something like uh, a phone call. Because people don't like to talk on the phone anymore. I wish people would. Could, all people would just make phone calls. I wish they'd just die off. See, I can see that being a, something. That's not a, that's not a social un- like, injustice. Did, I, can you, the audacity of this man trying to f- call me. He but, called me. He didn't text me first. But that's not a social injustice or some kind no, of rape no, no, or something. No, weird no, no, God, no, 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 no. But it could be. But but social injustice when it came to uh, domestic violence was accepted for fucking a long time. It was. I had a conversation you know I mean? this morning about. Some of our city council voting and this kind of stuff about how how we need to think more ahead and think for the future and that kind of, we had a brief discussion about how in the fifties everybody said yeah, I wish like the good old days and was like you mean the fifties yeah that was good for water cannon sales that was awesome oh back, god water back, cannon sales yeah. and attack dogs and Ger- German Shepherd yeah and, and then and then of course you had to ask if you were married you had to ask your husband if you have a bank account that's one of my favorite things I yeah. brought up multiple times to just shut some of those people up because yeah. they're like I want to go back to the good old days. Good. Let, let's define define good old days. Yeah. Well, back in my day, like what, what were we okay, talking about? Late fifties, yeah, early sixties. Yeah, give yeah. me late fifties, early sixties. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. When you say good old days, who are they good for? Right, white males. Right, that's pretty much it. Right. I remember the first time I I dropped that on on a guy, and it, he was probably in his sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, he's around like my folks' age, and his wife was sitting next to him, and I said, it was really good for you. Because back then, she would have had to ask you for permission to have a checking account or a savings account. She also would have had to ask you permission to go to work. Um, and that existed until, like, the mid-'70s. Because my mom got married in 1973, right. and she couldn't have her own checking account because her husband forbid it. And I, I remember when, so I was, when you say good old days, I don't know who you're talking about. I think you're just talking about white guys. When I was a uh, – my father pointed this out to me, and it was true, in Texas – when we lived there, and I was about ten years old, called the mid seventies ish. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of women getting into the workplace, and what they were it was easier for them to get into the real estate business because they could get their license and that kind of stuff. And they were my father. I remember hearing this when I was a kid. He would say, "Yeah, a lot of them are experimenting. They're trying to get away from their husbands. Yeah, they're seeing if they can make a living. They want to make their have their own depend money. Depend on that fucker and then divorce them. Yep." Period. Yeah. And he was right. And my mom was one of those people. She, she married the first guy that showed her attention after she turned 18 to get the hell out of her house. Yep. And that, that was the step. And, that was the step. And then yeah. when she got in with him, he was a controlling, abusive asshole, beat the hell out of my mom. Great. They were only married, I think, three years. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, the good old <laughs> days when you could beat your wife. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that guy, 
that, but but there's going to always be people in any generation that are like that that don't want to mm-hmm. let go of the old old ways or old things. And you're right. Now I'm now you've got the gears turning. I'm like, what is it? That, there has to be a thing. That's what be, am I going to be like in say 20 years when I'm 62, 61, 62? I think that's worthy of having a guest on almost and just talking about. Let's 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 bring that that scenario up. You know, when, when we all hate some older generation people now and what they do and how they think and all that kind of, what's it going to be? What are the younger generations going to say about us yeah. when we get and to gotta, that age? To really think about it hard and we can joke about different funny things. Yeah, yeah. But what's the real problem going to be? But at the meat of it, like what, what, what will it be? There will be. There's got to be something, you know. And at that note, we need to go because I got to go pretty soon. Okay. Uh, but I, here's a point. This is a little bit longer than oh, our... Our, do we have a booty shorts? Is that what the one last time we're calling it? Yeah, we're calling shorts? it booty shorts. And then our normal long ones are long, and that kind of. So we need to get what length of pant will this? be? I don't know. We're, I think this is going to be like uh, what is it? this. Yep. This is not booty short. It's not a short. No, it, if anything, I would say longer. this is capris. Capris. This is the capris. Capris. Maybe clam diggers, pedal pushers. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What are the golfing pants that pro golfers oh would wear? Oh my god, ugly. What, what are those called? That the ones that, that that Payne Stewart pants pants look, look what happened to him, Payne Stewart. Remember that? No. You don't know the go- white golfer people. I you, hey, you don't have to say white golfer. You just say golfer. <laughs> you can say you can say golfer or Tiger Woods. That's okay. it. Um, the, the, the Payne Stewart was the guy that was in the jet where where they had the auction valve turned off and everybody fucking passed out. And they, do you not know this story? No. This, they were like a, they were going from a golfing place to another golfing place, and he hired. I don't know if it was his private. Did you jet. say golfing place? Golfing. Golfing. Do you mean a golf course? Thank you. Golfing place. <laughs> He went on down there. Say the like it's like the flug plots, the golfing the fly place, golfing plots, golfing. It's really called flug plots. Yeah, the fly place. No, I get what flug means. That's airport. Yes, flughafen. That's like the air station or something like that. Okay. If it's a if it's a small airfield like a lot of them we have around here, that's the flug plots. Flug plots. The fly place. But a flughafen. Is, is larger. Is, I think is an airport means like like sta- like a big train station would be a oh okay a, a Bahnhof. That's what that's called. Is a train station. A train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Flughafen is okay. a fly big one. All right, so they're flying from one Golfhafen <laughs> to another Golfhafen in either his jet or a rental jet. It's some kind of a Lear type private jet, and he's with his I don't know his family or other golfers. I don't fucking know, but there's a certain valve in this model of jet that you have to turn off or on for oxygen. It's near the door that you, or they're near the stair doors that you walk up, and they didn't turn it on. The, oh. the crew didn't turn it on. So they're flying out, you know, and, and, and they're, it, it automatically would, would pump oxygen into the cabin for everybody, the pilots and the passengers. Right. It's only like 10 passenger airplane. It's a very famous story. So they're taking, I think they're going from Florida somewhere, and they head off and they're heading an autopilot thing, and it's climbing out to somewhere northwest of there. They have no idea. And it's going along and going on. After a while, they're not, you know, responding to radio calls. Oh no! And what the fuck? And so they're holy shit. And then eventually, they, this airplane just going and going and going. They have a lot of fuel, and um, so they scramble just for the hell of to see someone go up there in the military and go up there high and fast. It was a couple F-16s, I think, or at least one went up there and said, "Go check out the airplane." It's all frosted over. The whole airplane's frosted over. It's cold in there. Oh, everybody's sh- fucking passed out or dead. And they just said, "What are we gonna do?" You know, and they said, "Well, we, you know, if, if he's, they all calculated out if it was full of fuel, you know, people figured out this is how far it could go." And they said, "Well, it's gonna be somewhere over Wyoming or Montana." And they just followed it in until it went out of fuel. And Payne Stewart, oh my God, Payne Stewart used to wear the kind of pants that I'm talking about. <laughs> You're talking about the pantaloons or whatever they, yeah, they the, have, the like the big bloused the, out and that, shit that were like, like knee high or whatever yeah, yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. 
that's maybe what we should call the. So what, what are those? What are the I golfing? like how you brought up that super tragic, <laughs> terrible fucking story where an American serviceman our, had to watch a bunch of Americans die in a plane crash, and our, there was nothing they could do about it. Our podcast is a tragic story anyway, and that it usually ends up that way that when you try to use it. You tell me that story to, just to just to bring it all around and go. The, the, the uh, guy who's playing it was uh, that's the length wear, of pants. Used to wear goofy pants, right? Died in a plane, tragic plane, and there. That's the length of our show that we're having. You're absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay, that's all I got. All right, that's it. This one was long. That's good for you, Ed. I hope. Just let me know. A little longer. Okay. okay.